Hello, and welcome to the first ever Crossroaded podcast. I'm Ryan Glassmeyer, your host, and since it's the first episode, I'm kind of just going to be going over the uh, the outline and the different segments, and we will get into the, the, the information part of the podcast. So this podcast will, will, will be everything motocross, so we'll be going over supercross, motocross, outdoors, GNCC, Maybe even some desert racing. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out as it goes. But uh, this first round, we're just gonna break down round four of the of the Supercross series 2024. Um, but but first, <clears throat> so how this is gonna work is there's gonna be three segments in this podcast. First uh, will be the weekend weekend review, which will break down the the past the most recent past Supercross or GNCC. Uh, we will also have the next uh, segment will be podium where we will talk about the, the points standing, who's where and who's looking like uh, like they're set up for the championship this year. And then the third segment, I'll do personal picks. So it'll be it'll be my opinions on what I think will be the the outcome of this this season or how the uh, the round that I've been talking about will affect the the season and who I think will win uh, the next round. Um based on different track conditions and different histories of the riders. So with that said, uh, I will kind of explain the difference between GNCC and Supercross. So Supercross is uh, it's in a football stadium, football, baseball stadium. It's, it's a lot of rhythm jump sections, uh, and, and it's a – there's the way it works is there's heat – got to qualify into heat races, and then there's two heat races um, – for two different classes, there's a 250 class and a 450 class. Uh, 250 is kind of I would uh, the best comparison I can give is it's minor leagues for baseball. If the minor leagues made a, a lot more money, uh, so it's and then the 450 class is the premier class, so the highest you can get, the best best riders in the world. Um, and then there, there's two heat races, and you got to get uh, top 11 in those heat races or I'm sorry, top 10 in those heat races in order to get into the, the main event. There's also a last chance qualifier uh, where where you, uh, top four riders are able to get into the, the main event. Uh, the main event for 450, for the 450 Premier class, is 20 minutes long. Uh, and it's just, it's 20 minutes plus two laps. Uh, so... And then GNCC is a whole different round. It's it's off road racing where it's through the woods. A track is usually from from uh, ranges from nine to fifteen miles long per lap, and the the races are three hours. So the these riders are doing three hours uh, of endurance and and through the woods. Very challenging terrain. Uh, personally, I I do race those races, uh, so I'll, I'll have a little more information on that. But yeah, we're just kind of kind of going to be going over everything motocross, uh, different strategies, just different results, and just kind <clears> of <throat> giving an overview on on the the, the past week's situation. So with with that said, let's change gears right into the first review. So 
Over the past weekend, we had round four of Supercross go on, but obviously that's round four, and we haven't. This is the first podcast, so we're we're gonna do a little overview of the the round one, two, and three. So round one, Jet Lawrence wins. Uh, kind of everyone expected it with his twenty two uh, twenty two race win streak over the summer. Uh, very impressive. Being a rookie, this is his first year in the four fifty class. Comes out to his first four. First 450 Supercross race and just kind of wipes the floor with everyone. Everybody kind of expected expected it though. So uh, after that race, everybody kind of had the feeling that like, oh no, is this going to become outdoors? Is he going to win every race? Which then at round two, we we all got uh, we all calmed down because Chase Sexton kind of kind of took it by storm. He 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 had a great race, beat everybody by a little with a little gap. And so that we had two leaders, two uh, wins then, two different people with wins. Third race, absolute, or second race was a mutter as well. So Lawrence does not do good in those mutters, and and the third race was also a mutter. So Aaron Plessinger, my personal favorite rider, he's from Ohio, raced GNCC, uh, very very um, not close to me, but but. I I can relate to him, so I I love Aaron Plessinger. He gets his first win with another mutter, uh, and I think his GNCC background uh, with like with the mud and the ruts and and how heavy the bike gets in the, in these mud races. So in a mud race, it's it's pretty much just line choice, and with these different ruts and 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 lines to to go through the track it, that. The best line choice and the person with the best line choices is going to do well and win because these bikes get so heavy you can't afford a tip over because you're going to just use so much energy picking that bike up and it'll just take so much time. So these bikes weigh around 230 pounds regularly, but once you're in a mud race, they can get up to 280, almost 300 pounds, just packed with mud. So you got to stay, keep it on two wheels, not jump anything if if that's the case. And for Aaron Plessinger and Chase Sexton, that was the case. They, they, they were very conservative with their riding, and they knew what they were doing. They knew uh, where to put that front tire, where to, where to really pin pin the throttle, and 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 just how to get through that. And I think Aaron Plessinger's GNCC background, and his father was is a, in the AMA Hall of Fame. Scott Plessinger, he, he was a GNCC champion. Uh, so I think. Uh, this that background really helped Aaron Plessinger get through this mud race and and get his first win, which was awesome. All the fans, you could ask any Supercross fan, and they they will agree and say that this this win from Aaron Plessinger was awesome. Everybody loved him. Everybody, everybody loves him, and uh, everybody was pumped to see see him get this win. So then round four, uh, this is the this past weekend. It was it was the first Triple Crown. Uh, race of the year which a triple crown is a different setup than than normal supercross there's no heat races no last chance qualifiers to get into a main event there's three main events and the way the 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 points works with these three main events is um it's olympic scoring so if you get first place in one of the main events you get one point second place two points third place three points and so on so by the end of the three races you want the lowest score so you want to be the most consistent with your scoring and and your placing uh which which that's something that we saw benefit cooper webb the winner of of this past round four 
Uh, he didn't win any of the three races. He just stayed consistent and was able to be cons- more consistent than the other guys and, and walked away with the least amount of points. <clears throat> so we're going to kind of go over the, the Jet Lawrence and Jason Anderson beef. So at round three, they uh, Jason Anderson was, was riding his own race, and Jet, uh, but Jason was playing good defense. Jet couldn't get by. Uh, they they collided a few times, and after the race, uh, there is a pretty viral video of uh, Jet and Jason arguing, and then Jason tries to ride away. Jet grabs his shoulder and grabs the side of his helmet, and then Jason aggressively grabs Jet's uh, front of his helmet and rips it down and up, and they both got fined. Jet offered to pay Jason's fine. Uh, I'm not sure if that actually happened, but... There was some beef. So we didn't see that uh, anything really go down with those two at round four just because Jason ended up crashing uh, and was kind of at the back of the pack. Jason did also get uh, get docked during this because he crashed at the beginning of a whoop section and then just skipped the whole section and got back on the track, and they said he gained time doing that, which so they docked him a few points, <clears throat> which actually helped the – um, helped, uh, helped, uh, sorry, it helped Aaron Plessinger get third place, which I'll go into later. So Sexton dominated the, the first race of the trip, triple crown, uh, got a pretty big lead and just kept it. And Webb got second in that race. So that, that's the start for Webb's consistency right there. So, but Sexton did get first. So it was looking like Sexton had a good chance uh, to sweep this this Triple Crown race. And then, so second race, uh, Jorge Parado, the uh, MXGP world champion from across the seas, uh, he's been here. This was his last round of Supercross. He, his dream was to race Supercross, and Gas Gas allowed him to come over and and uh, race a few few rounds. So he's, he's just doing the, the first four. But he got the whole shot, which was pretty cool uh, in his last round. Um, and then in the, also in the second race, Anderson goes, goes from third to first. And Webb with another second place. So Webb's keeping that consistency going there. Um, so, yeah, but Anderson with the second win. So in, into the third race, Tomac, we see... Tomac is a, is a veteran in the sport along with Anderson, but Tomac he gets in these these races where where he he gets in his zone. He, we I, I like to call it the Tomac zone, where he just checks out and and just puts a gap on everybody. You can tell when he's riding, when he's feeling good about his riding because he is is fast. Uh, so we saw we saw a 2016 Tomac, 2017 18 Tomac in this. In this third race, he he was he was feeling it after, especially after his Achilles uh, explosion last year. So Tomac might be at a hundred percent now, which is it's dangerous for the other riders because once Tomac's at a hundred percent and he gets in his zone, nobody can stay with him. So he checks out and wins the third race, and Webb gets a, a fifth place. Cooper Webb got fifth fifth place, so Cooper Webb went second, second, fifth on the three races, which ultimately earned him enough low points to secure the win. So he got he got the 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 point the championship points for a win, which is I believe is twenty six points. Um 
So, yes, the, the point standings are out now. I'll go over that in a second. But uh, Webb was able to walk away with that win. <clears throat> we also uh, – an interesting point that I just wanted to go over was during uh, the third race, Sexton let Jet by, which uh, – I thought was very interesting because those two, they were battling all outdoors. Sexton really wants to be Jet, and he lets him by in a corner, which I, I just thought was an interesting point of the race. You can see him look back and clearly see that Jet is looking to, to pass him, and he pulls off to the side a little bit to let Jet go by, which was interesting. I mean, Jet was going faster than him. He was on, he was on his butt for, for a good lap and a half there. So it is a kind of courtesy to not let him by, but – but uh, if they are going faster than you, what, what I do personally racing, if there's somebody behind me going faster than me, I let them, I let them by me, and then I, I follow them. I try to take their same lines and see why they're going faster than me so then I can, I can benefit off of that and I can, I can do what they're doing to, to, to follow their speed, to, to stay at their pace. So maybe that's what Sexton was doing. He wanted to see why Jet was going faster and if he could – he could do the same things that Jet were, was doing in order to to stay with Jet's pace. The, uh, those two former teammates, uh, now uh, rivals, uh, because Sexton went from HRC Honda to Red Bull KTM Factory Racing. So last lap on the third race, uh, Jet Lawrence crashes, and that causes him not to get second overall which this is very important. So Jet was going to get second overall, which would allow him to, uh, which would affect the points situation with Aaron Plessinger not uh, getting, getting second overall. Or with Aaron Plessinger not getting third overall. So Jet crashes, allows uh, Plessinger to get third overall. Uh, rather than Jet getting second and Tomac getting third. So, the reason this is important is allowing Aaron Plessinger to get third uh, in this race. He also would not have got third if if uh, Jason Anderson didn't get penalized for cutting the track. So there's a lot of factors that go into Aaron Plessinger getting third in this race. But ultimately... Those don't matter anymore. Aaron Plessinger got third, which allows him to still have the red plate. What the red plate is, it's it's the background of their number plate. If it's red, that means they're the points leader in the uh, in the series. So that means Aaron Plessinger is leading uh, the championship series in points. So the way points work is you get you get a certain amount of points for each win. Uh, the winner gets, I think, I believe twenty six, and then second place gets. Uh, maybe twenty four, and so on, and and that's how that's how the championships determined. the The rider with the most points at the end uh, is obviously the champion, and so on. So, the way they they classify that is the red red background of the number plate, which Aaron Plessinger maintains this going into round five. So he has the red plate, uh, which is awesome. I love that Plessinger is is. Uh, the the leader in this series currently, uh, so everybody in qu- quotes to Aaron Plessinger, everybody's following the cowboy, which I thought was a pretty cool quote. Um, so the the final uh, results from round four was 
Webb in first place. Cooper Webb wins. Eli Tomac gets second place, and Aaron Plessinger gets third place. Uh, so that that uh, that allows that that allows our fourth winner of the series. So four rounds, four winners. That's super exciting. It's something you don't see that often in Supercross. You you see it in different rounds. GNCC they had seven different winners in the first seven rounds last year, which also you don't see there. But four different winners in four different races. Uh, that the that results in a close points race. So that results in a, a more interesting season. You're not seeing somebody win every race uh, like we saw in outdoors with Jet. We have four different winners in four different rounds. Hopefully, uh, from a, a, a spectator's stand, a viewpoint, we get a fifth winner this weekend up in Detroit. So the point standings. Getting into the let's talk. Let's get into the podium. Uh, section of the, of the podcast. So the point standings, we have Aaron Plessinger in first with eighty points. Awesome! Everybody's following the cowboy, like I said, like I said earlier. So Aaron Plessinger first place with eighty points. Second place, Chase Sexton with seventy six points. So he's down four points, which is very very close. So and then third place we have cooper webb the former actually chase sexton is also chase Sexton has the red plate currently or not the red plate excuse me he has the number one plate which means he was the champion uh in the year prior so chase sexton won last year due to eli tomac's injury uh so aaron plessinger first chase sexton a former champion in second cooper webb a two-time champion in third with 74 points he's six points behind Aaron Plessinger, which is also very close. In fourth place, we have Jet Lawrence uh, with 72 points. He's eight points away from Aaron Plessinger, which is also so close. And then in fifth place, we have Eli Tomac with 70 points and is down 10 points from Aaron Plessinger. So those top five, that could change at any moment in any round in any race. So that's very, very exciting if you're a spectator of Supercross currently. Because going into Detroit or these different rounds, anybody will be able to uh, gain this red plate and gain the points lead, which is it's it's very exciting and it it, ma- it makes each race just even better to watch because these the 450 class is so stacked right now that anybody could win at any mo- any moment. So that's that's kind of what's going on with the, with the point standings. I think next week, uh, hopefully, Aaron Plessinger. This is just my personal opinion. <laughs> Hopefully we have Aaron Plessinger with the red plate still, but I do have a feeling that uh, that this this will this won't be the case. I think that that uh, that's going to change. So let's get into my personal picks. So obviously in a few days, round five of the 2024 Supercross season will be held in Detroit, Michigan. Um, so this is this is uh, a key place i believe this because so the way supercross gets their dirt they have different places throughout the country that they'll take their dirt from so in uh, anaheim too this past weekend they 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 take california dirt and they put it in this stadium so in detroit uh they're taking dirt from michigan michigan dirt is very sandy uh but it's also very hard packed in the winter so when they make this this track uh, it get the dirt that they that they make it with gets very hard and very dry. That causes a very slick track conditions. Not a muddy slick, a dry slick, uh, almost like you're you're driving on ice. So this this is definitely key 
because it's completely different than the West Coast races we've had. Uh, it's an East Coast race, so we, we will see, this is off topic, but we will see Hayden Deegan show up for his, de- his debut this year uh, after a, a wrist injury, I believe, in the 250 class because 250 split into East and West. Um, that's off topic, just thought I'd mention it. Uh, so, yes, the dirt. It gets very hard-packed and very slick, which I believe the veterans are going to do the best in. Eli Tomac, uh, Ken Roxon, he they know what they're doing in the hard-packed uh, dirt. So there's lots of rhythm sections in the, in this uh, Detroit track. Um, obviously, we know that Eli Tomac, Jet Lawrence is very... Eli, Eli Tomac is very good at rhythm sections, but I believe that Jet Lawrence is the best at navigating these rhythm sections this year. We've seen him pull off quads uh, and very, very huge lines that, that nobody else has really taken on the track. So I, I believe that Jet Lawrence will benefit from these uh, rhythm sections, but I also think the, the dirt will hurt Jet. Um, there's also a sand track. There, there's, there's a sand corner. These, the sand corners are definitely a key because you can't really sand anywhere on the track because it's it's a completely different consistency than the rest of the dirt. Sand is very, very uh, soft, which causes you to work harder. It, a line won't form. A rut won't form perfectly. You have to constantly be on the gas and, and be on your, your balance. There, there's It's hard to... Uh, to stay balanced, it takes more energy when you're in sand. So this sand corner, I think, will be uh, a key into into having some riders shine and some fall off. Because if you if you tuck that front end of the bike in the sand corner, you're going down. Uh, so I believe that Eli Tomac, he knows what he's doing in the sand. He's very good at Southwick Outdoors, which is a pretty much all sand track. He he. Uh, He's very good at Daytona. They add a bunch of sand. He, he's a multi-time winner uh, at Daytona Supercross. So I believe that uh, my predictions is that Chase Sexton, he's also very good in the rhythm section. I believe that Chase Sexton will get first place, which w- I think w- which would bump him up to the points lead. That's just my personal opinion. I think Chase is very good in rhythm sections, and he can check out. If he doesn't make mistakes... I think he's he might he or Jet is going to be the fastest riders rider on this track uh, if as long as they don't make mistakes. Both of them are kind of mistake prone, especially Jet entering this 450 class is pushing it a little harder than I think he needs to. He seems to fall uh, every so often in, in this new class. So I believe that Chase Sexton's getting first. I believe that Eli Tomac with his sand skills, his veteran skills to know this dirt. Uh, I think that he's getting second place. I, that's that's my prediction. I think Eli Tomac's getting second. Uh, and then in third place, I believe we're going to see Jet Lawrence. Um, Jet, obviously, Jet Lawrence and Chase Sexton are both young in the 450 class, especially compa- compared to Eli Tomac, which this could be his last year. Uh, I believe that those two young riders are pushing each other. So I believe that they're going to obviously help each other get higher in this the, in these positions at Detroit, but Tomac, he's always good. You can never count Eli Tomac out. As soon as you do, he will go and prove you wrong. So I believe that Eli Tomac will end up in second. I think that these three are for sure going to be top five, uh, if not podium. I, and the order I put them in is obviously my, my strong belief that 
how it will end up. Uh, sec- Chase Sexton first, Eli Tomac second, and Jet Lawrence third. So last year and in Detroit, we saw Sexton win. That's why I'm putting him at first. He knows the dirt. He knows how to handle the dirt. And Webb got second last year, and Tomac got third. I'm not putting Webb in that my my mix this year, just because I feel like uh, yes, Webb is a great rider, but I, he's 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 how do I put this nicely? He's he's not the most consistent. Uh, I know I'm obviously contradicting my my statements earlier in the tri- triple crown, but race to race. Round to round, he's not the most consistent. So I just don't believe he he will get podium, even though he did last year. I my predictions are obviously Chase Sexton first, Eli Tomac second, and Jet Lawrence third. Okay, so that's kind of uh, all I have to talk about so far. Uh, first podcast went a little long because I had to explain what it is before. Um, but thank you for listening along. Uh, I can't wait to go over everything that that, uh, that that went down over this past weekend. I might show up at Detroit, uh, still deciding if I want to make that four-hour trek up to, to Michigan and four hours back in one day. But we'll see. I might I might make it up there to Detroit Supercross and uh, talk with the guys a little and just kind of see what's going on, see see uh, uh, first, firsthand uh, the situation that we're in. Uh, thank you for listening, uh, and always... Uh, Keep that throttle pinned.